Hi everyone, welcome to the January KVH Snapshot podcast. Um, I am Lisa here from KVH and I'm here with Mark Whitworth who is the Cargo Services Manager at the Port of Tauranga. Hi Mark. Hi Lisa. Welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Um, I thought that it would be really neat to have Mark for this podcast because we're in the middle of the really busy summer season for the port um, and that fits with some news that we have had over the last few weeks which was as hopefully you all know about the find of a single BMSB in Mount Monganui. so we thought we could perhaps get together and chat about some of the local things that we do to raise awareness about the risk posed by BMSB and other pests and the work that we do together collaboratively to keep unwanted pests out and make sure people know what to do if anything is found like what happened in December. Um, So what happened was there was in December a call put through to the MPI hotline um, by a member of the public who found a stink bug in their home in Mount Monganui. And as a result of that, there was an investigation that was put in place here at the Mount and that involved traps and surveillance and all of us um, here in the biosecurity world in Tauranga getting together to make sure that we shared information with growers and other audiences and members of the public. We did mail drops and things like that to make sure that we could assure ourselves that this BMSB was a lone traveller and a lone hitchhiker. Um, So it's now the end of January and there has been no evidence whatsoever of any other BMSB um, or any BMSB population in the area. That's really good news. The traps have been checked. At first they were checked um, every few days and now that's moved out a little bit and they're not checked as often but they're still checked quite regularly and the um, traps and the testing goes for a full 12 weeks so I think that takes us through to mid or the end of March so we'll keep everyone updated if anything changes with the situation but I guess right now we can all rest assured that um, there hasn't been anything else that's been found in the traps and they are regularly checked. So um, one of the really good things about having Mark here is we can talk about some of the things that we do in Tauranga to raise awareness about the risk posed by these types of bugs. Um, So you're at the port and one of the things that we are really conscious of is the number of, um, I guess, the number of threats that might be posed by not just cargo and freight and transitional facilities but the ships and cruise ships and cruise passengers. So can you tell us a little bit about some of the interventions that happen um, alongside MPI before and once ships or cargo arrive? Sure Lisa, there's uh, a a network on port of staff who are trained in biosecurity matters uh, and on top of that, you know, we've been running a very strong awareness program over the past two to three years to notify port staff at certain times of the year when there is an increased risk, those um, specific pests that we're looking for, mm-hmm. what their attributes are, and more importantly, <clears throat> giving uh, a direct line through to MPI for people to report And this is part of the excellence program that you're talking about. So for those of you who don't know, the excellence program is something that involves the port, KVH, MPI, 
um, and other industry groups from around the area and we work together to make sure that port staff, like you say, have the information that they need to be aware of what's normal and what's unusual so they know what to look for and how to report it. Yeah, that's correct because I think um, there's always been an understanding from people around the biosecurity threat. The, we established that need, there needed to be more information in that space, mm -hmm. so, so more relevant information and more timely information. And there was a little bit of um, a vacuum there because NPI uh, had information around that. KVH, for example, had information around that. We had separate information, mm -hmm. but it was bringing that together and sharing of that information and putting it out in a method that uh, was easily read by people. We've got a huge database across our customers, our transitional facilities, the port community that we can distribute these alerts and this information through. So, you know, we're that conduit to get that information out as widely as we can. I think secondly, uh, we've also tried to uh, make people aware of MPI's role on the port. Uh, they see them maybe driving around, but again, this disconnect for what people see their role as, what um, they can do, how port staff can actually help them in that, in that process as well. And getting that direct reporting line so that they know that MPI are going to respond in They're a going to come back to them and let them know. Yeah. But also, exactly, complete that loop so that people are actually finding out if, if they report something, whether it is a biosecurity threat or it's just a a common insect, for example, that, that response is coming back. And so people are getting that feedback loop going, hey, it was great you found this. Yeah. It's, it's just a common um, shield bug. It's not a stink bug, but it was great that you brought it to our attention. And you did the right thing, and you should do exactly the same thing again. Yeah, absolutely. And when we talk about port staff, um, we're talking about people that work at and around the port, aren't we? So that's actually quite a large number of people, like you were saying. That's a really big network. It is, and that's always been our challenge because, you know, when you talk port staff, they are not all Port of Tauranga staff. You know, we have a, a workforce of less than 200, but we could have 1,000 people yeah. on the port yeah. doing various jobs. And then you spread it through the hinterland with the trucking companies and the transitional facilities and that number can just explode in terms of how many people have a touch point on the port at any time. So between at least the three of us, if not more, and the three of us, I mean KVH, the port and MPI, there's a, a lot of feelers going out and a lot of networks that we can tap into um, and that was really handy when this BMSB was found in the mount because it was only a few days before we were all breaking up for the Christmas holidays um, but we have such good networks that we were able to tap into at least one person in all those networks and say here's what's happened you need to be on the lookout because at that stage we didn't know anything the investigation was just starting and we were able to ask for people to be aware and be on the lookout and I guess that leads us to talk about the other initiative that the port is also a part of um, with KVH and numerous others I think there's maybe 22 groups now part of Tauranga Moana Biosecurity Capital um, and that's been really going really really well for us as well hasn't it and um, I think that is a perfect example of um, a team of 4.7 million 
being in action at a regional level because everybody's coming together to share information and again make sure that when we have things like the find of a stink bug we're able to get information out really quickly and people can filter things down to their networks to community groups all across the region. Yes it just grows that network and that's the important thing and that's one of the key platforms for a team of 4.7 million is getting everybody in the community involved and one of the initial strategies out of the biosecurity excellence program between the three parties was how do we then spread that outside the port gate to the public particularly the mount because mm-hmm. that's our, our natural hinterland and it borders us and we had a couple of attempts through biosecurity weeks and, and that type of program to extend out and uh, with, with some degree of success but Tarawa Moana Biosecurity Capital has, has just exploded and um, in a great way and, and it just gives us a, a huge range of coverage again it's just so many different people are out there thinking the same things and trying to do the same thing but there was a disconnect and these types of um, initiatives bring those people together and allow people to connect and and more importantly share information and, and very quickly share information. And what I think is one of the really neat things about that initiative is that we're touching um, or getting into groups of people that we may not, like you say, necessarily have otherwise. Um, we've had lots of involvement with school groups and different groups of kids coming out to the marina and out to the mount to learn about surveillance and learn about marine biosecurity. So it's kind of like every member of the family is now being able to have a touch point into biosecurity, yes. which is fantastic. Um, one of the things that I thought might be really interesting for us to really briefly talk about, because I know that we have a lot of listeners who are kiwi fruit growers and have orchards or properties in near the mount in the general area or the wider area. Um, I thought maybe we could talk very quickly about some of the work that we do with MPI with cruise ships and cruise ship passengers who arrive during the season because I know there's still, we've had a lot of cruise ships, we've had a record season. Record season, 113 will go through Tauranga this season and that's around about early April. Early April. About the time that your fruit is then starting to exactly. be shipped. Exactly, and it's still the high risk season for some of those most unwanted pests of ours, the stink bug and fruit flies, so it's all kind of fitting together. Um, so one of the things I know that um, is in place is the accreditation scheme that MPI has with the cruise ships or the cruise liners. Can you tell us a little bit more about how that works? If you go back at least two to three years, um, I think MPI in particular, but a lot of people had some concerns around the passenger pathway of of cruise vessels. Mm -hmm. So MPI and Customs will do the initial intervention uh, when those vessels arrive, typically into Auckland, uh, and then they're travelling down the coast. And there isn't, hasn't been a lot of intervention post that, with, with some of the risk that is posed from a cruise vessel with people bringing off sandwiches, fruit, eggs, for example. And just again, having that awareness raised to those people that just because you're on a cruise ship um, doesn't matter uh, where you are, there's still a biosecurity risk. And so MPI put a lot lot of focus on direct intervention with those ships. 
around the coast and, and Tarong was one of those. So the direct intervention was an x-ray machine, uh, multiple dog Dogs, visits. Yeah. And so physically, as you would see at an airport, scanning people, opening bags. As they come down the gangway come to, come, the off. Gangway to okay. come off the yep. vessel. Yep. Um, that becomes very time, labour intensive, um, slows the whole process down uh, and maybe doesn't spread the right message. So uh, MPI have worked collaboratively with the shipping lines to put processes in place where the cruise line and the vessel get accredited. So they have processes in place to, if not eliminate, then certainly hugely minimise yeah. the risk of uh, people bringing those products off. Simple stuff like having the fruit cut up on the buffet yep. rather than whole fruit. So it disincentivizes someone coming off with an apple, for example. Because that is an urban myth that we often hear about and we've talked about this in the past and we have talked about it with MPI as well and that is an urban myth that there are whole pieces of fruit that are being bought off ships by people. It's not happening. It's part of the accreditation or the pre-accreditation. Um, and there's only a very, very few number of ships that come to New Zealand or to Tauranga that are not part of that accreditation? Small number. Less, maybe half a dozen. Okay. Something like that. And, and MPI will do those interventions directly on those directly ships. anyway to replace in it. addition to that they will go uh, alongside uh, selected vessels during the year and these are vessels that are part of the accredited process mm-hmm. program to do a validation of the process okay and and that is an intense intervention of a number of people and they will all be stopped they will all be inspected so that's really robust and that provides quite a bit of assurance because there isn't really any way around that. No, it's just that double check that the process is robust, that the lines are doing what they say they should do and of course there is an audit program around that. Uh, and so this is just a validation of the process. The process, perfect. Um, John Mather here at KVH who works with me, who a lot of our listeners will know, um, and I for a couple of years now have also gone down to thanks to you for the invite for being able to let us get into this closed off area and do that, but we've gone down to the port at the start of um, cruise season and managed to speak to all the bus drivers and the operators. Um, because there are obviously people who come off the ships and they go on tours all around the region but that includes tours to kiwi fruit orchards so we make sure that the drivers know about biosecurity know about the risk to kiwi fruit and any other type of primary industry in the area um, we give them scripts to help them with their messages to you know sort of encourage anyone who by any chance has inadvertently bought something off the ship that they shouldn't have or even perhaps it's not the greatest day and they're wearing a jacket or using a bag that they haven't otherwise unpacked for some time. Um, and just to make sure that they have messages that, you know, we don't want to have any hitchhiking pests come into the region on this pathway and to look out for anything unusual. And that's been really successful as well. It's been really positive working with all those drivers. People get it and they really want to do the right thing. Yeah, and again, it's just uh, it just shows what happens when you start to collaborate and uh, you find all these little pathways that uh, are really open for some form of education process going through. Yeah. And, and these people are open to that. The bus drivers just love it because um, they're the eyes and the ears. And again, the more people uh, that you can get to that interact directly, then the broader this message becomes. And the better off we all are. 
Um, anything else that you want to add, Mark? Other than you've got another couple of months of a really busy cruise season <laughs> ahead of you. <laughs> another 50 ships-ish, maybe? another 50 ships, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. wow. Um, and we're still really busy as well, as everyone will know. If you haven't seen them already on our website every month, we do risk updates for BMSB and for Fruit Fly. So you can always look up what the latest news is, what's happening overseas. And we use data from MPI as well to give you all the information about what has been found and where it's been found and how it was reported. So um, kvh.org.nz, you can find those reports if you're after any extra info. Uh, thank you for joining us, Thanks, Mark. Lisa. Thank you for being here. And we look forward to um, another podcast next month. Thank you.